0: You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, friends, welcome to episode 1031 of the Locked On Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Rowland. Coming to you on a Wednesday evening, and today's show is brought to you by Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app, and find one of our locked-on rooms. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. Today's podcast will be myself solo with some news and some notes from the last couple of days. I will have some guests lined up. In fact, I had one that kind of fell through this evening that I will be having on in the near future. So I promise it won't be just me all offseason. If you're a new listener to the podcast from the stretch run of the playoffs, welcome aboard. I have lots of guests coming, I promise you, and some NBA draft talk, etc. In fact, we'll end the draft and the podcast today, I should say, with a couple of draft thoughts and uh, sort of a primer of sorts as we get into the rest of the offseason. But... For now, there is some news to hit on and some conversations to get into. So we'll start there with Travis Schlank. Travis is the president of basketball operations, of course, for Atlanta. And he visited with 92.9 The Game on a Tuesday morning in Atlanta. That's the flagship network of the Hawks. And again, as he did on Monday during an X interview, he said that Nate McMillan was off for the job during the season and they mutually decided to wait till the season was over. By the way as of wednesday evening as i'm recording this the hawks have not yet announced the nate mcmillan contract i would not be worried about that you know travis is not going to go on to zoom and announce that it's done without it being done basically but the hawks uh he sort of alluded to this on the call but the hawks could have announced that at some point and they had not done that so we will see when that actually arrives but as of wednesday late evening still nothing official from atlanta on that front uh regardless though uh, he sort of, you know, was asked about that and did his uh, same spiel as you probably heard if you listen to the bonus podcast that was on the feed of the entire post uh, post press conference that he had, that he had on Monday afternoon. Also, he talked about the fact that the Hawks been having draft workouts. Um, they had one Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, and then also at least one more over the next weekend. No names attached to that. And they have also started even before that um, in terms of this week and the draft stuff. The Hawks, at least in recent years, have actually been announcing which draft prospects come through the facility, but this year with them still playing as those workouts were still happening, also the protocols, and you're not going to be able to do any of the in-person availability, they've not been doing that. So we're kind of flying blind, at least when compared to previous years under Travis Schlenk, but... Guys are coming through the facility already, and they'll be ramping up, I'm sure, in the next three weeks, because as you're listening to this on on Thursday, I should say, the NBA draft is three weeks away, which is a uh, fast approaching, obviously, with a lot of work to do for Atlanta. Also, Travis said in that interview that he's old school, and there isn't a way to replace seeing players live, in his opinion, and just for the record, he did not travel to see prospects this year. In the way that he normally would, because the Hawks had to have a traveling party that was fixed throughout the season, as all NBA teams did because of COVID protocols, he stayed with the team. He flew around with the team all, all year long, was in that traveling party, so he could not leave to go see college games or international games, etc. He did say that he had guys on his staff that were traveling to see players in person, and he definitely he definitely values that, so we'll see if they have any more workouts with the high-end guys, but given where they are picking this year, obviously it can cast a pretty wide net at 20 and 48. Um, with regard to John Collins, he talked about they plan to begin contract at least contract talks and negotiations with Collins and his agent as soon as they are able to do so. For the record, that is August second when free agency opens. He used the he used the term quote start a dialogue end quote and he said he did say that they would love to hammer it out if they could find the common ground with Collins. Um, he also said that they would not sit back and wait for him to get an offer was the quote from Travis. So, for those of you who might might not be familiar with this, um, they have match rights on John Collins so in theory you could just let him go out and find an offer and then just match it or not match it but there also is the ability and honestly I would recommend this for the Hawks to negotiate with Collins see if you can find a number that's agreeable on both sides and avoid the whole you know, offer sheet madness that sometimes happens and you know you do have a match rights but you can get in a situation where maybe you get overpaid and all that stuff so we'll see what happens there but the Hawks can talk to him as of August 2nd and uh, at least legally they probably could talk to him now and through back channels but at least between the official stuff and the negotiations, they cannot talk to Collins agent on the record until August 2nd. And by the way, it could always, it can also sometimes be a waiting game. If they don't find a deal, this stuff can drag on, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't have to be, but there are situations where it's gone all the way through the summer with some free agents that are kind of just sitting out there in the wind with, with nowhere to go. I think Collins is going to have a market, so it won't be that big of a deal, but I do think that it would benefit all sides to kind of get this something done and allow them to just set their off season from that point forward. Um, DeAndre Hunter was also updated a little bit from Travis. He did reaffirm that Hunter, all all reports are good on his knee and his recovery and no concern long-term is the way he put it on that radio call. That's a positive sign, obviously, for all all parties involved. And he also said that Hunter is going to be expected to be 100% at the start of training camp and camp is coming pretty quickly. So we'll get into that in a second, but that's obviously good news. It wasn't an ACL, it wasn't a a year-long injury, but there is some rehab that has to be done he's already into that now in LA as he gets going here so keep keep that all in mind but um, basically that's the latest on Hunter but all signs are relatively positive with regard to DeAndre and it goes without saying that they're going to need him to be at full strength obviously they made that entire run without him at least for after the next series but uh, Hunter is one of their best prospects slash young players so they're going to need him to be at, their, at his best and healthy as they move forward to sort of build the roster the way they want to build the roster all right, before we get to some calendar stuff that Travis revealed and much, much more on the podcast, it were from our friends at Spotify Room. Spotify Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans. The app is free to download, and once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite teams, athletes, leagues, and sports. Spotify Room is the perfect place to start or join the conversation about any sports topic, team, or league, and you will find fans just like you on Green Room for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, news reactions, the latest rumors, and much more. You can even find some of the hosts from the Lockdown Podcast Network discussing your favorite teams and storylines. The Green Room is a fantastic place to engage with sports conversations, either for diehards or even for more casual observers. Download the Spotify Green Room app for free right now, currently available on all iOS devices. From there, you'll want to be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the NBA, NFL, MLB, or NHL groups for the latest league updates. You can find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues, and the Lifetime Podcast Network is all over the place to give you the latest insight on Spotify Green Room. Download the Spotify Green Room app right now. Spotify Green Room, changing the way we talk sports. All right, and before we get to some other nuts and bolts, uh, more from Travis Schlenk, and this kind of goes to the NBA calendar in some respects. Um, I'm not sure if he was allowed to or supposed to reveal some of this stuff, and he kind of laughed it off, but in the call of 92.9, he talked about some key dates for the calendar when it comes to next season, beginning with Media Day, which is going to be September 27th, according to Travis. Um, For the record, that is a very short period of time, but the entire NBA impetus, Adam Silver talked to the media as part of his sort of State of the League call on Tuesday evening, and he references as well that the entire reason, quote-unquote, why the league went as fast as they did this year was to try to get back on schedule for next year and their normal schedule, which means they're going to be starting camp at the end of September, which is their traditional start, and then preseason in October, and so on. So the 27th of September is going to be the, the date to circle in terms of media day, just basically when guys have to report, talk to the media, and that's the unofficial start of training camp. And then the on-court portion would begin the following day on the 28th. So... Basically, the season ended for the Hawks on July 3rd. Then they had exit interviews on July 4th for the players, and then Travis on the 5th. The draft is, as I mentioned before, three weeks from today, as you listen to this. It's Thursday, July 29th, so very short timeline there. Free agency begins on August 2nd in the evening, and then teams can start officially, as there's sort of the moratorium there and all that stuff. But the talks and the reported deals begin on August 2nd. Summer league is later this year, for obvious reasons. It's August eighth through eighth tw- through seventeenth, I should say, in Las Vegas. That's a shorter time period by a couple of days, but the Hawks will be out there and play a handful of games with the guys that they missed. Um, sort of they talked about earlier this week. If you missed that, by the way, uh, four guys on the roster are confirmed to be playing, at least planning to play, and that's Cam Reddish, Anya Kankongu, Skylar Mays, and Nathan Knight. We could see other guys as well as the Hawks draft picks there, but there will be interest in that for obvious reasons. Then the season basically begins late September, and Schleich also revealed that the plan is for the preseason opener to be on October 4th. Um, that's on the road, according to what he said on this interview with 92.9, and then the first home preseason game will be October 6th. Now, obviously those games don't, don't count, but then um, given the recent scheduling for the NBA the last couple of years, you would expect the mid-season, sorry, the, mid, uh, the mid-month the mid start in October for the regular season game. So, uh, and back to 82 games, I, I believe is the plan at this point in time. So, even for guys who are not playing summer league, which is most of the roster, but still a lot of guys, because of the Hawks playing so deep into the playoffs, they're going to get less than three months off. You know, you're playing games until July 3rd. You have to ramp down and then be back on the floor in late September. So, a tough, grueling start. You know, on the bright side, it is a longer offseason than what a lot of teams had last year with the bubble being so late. Uh, you know, the Lakers and Heat famously had a very, very short offseason. But it's not that much longer. So you got to be mindful of that. Fortunately the Hawks are a young team they're not one of these you know old grizzly teams that have to you know ramp their players up slowly. you would expect that of all teams the Hawks would be on a pretty good uh, spot of being able to come back pretty quickly uh, but still, some load management stuff could be in the offing, taking care of guys, you know, injury recovery, for instance. Bogdan Bogdanovich, again, as of Wednesday night, as I'm recording this, has not had any official update, but there was a lot of talk about him getting a second opinion. He had the injury on the on the knee that was well-documented, but also we don't, we don't know exactly what it is. No announcement from the Hawks at this point in time. So if he has to have a procedure of some sort, he'll be recovering. DeAndre Hunter is recovering, etc. cetera. So lots of stuff to focus on in a short, short offseason in which to do it. But that's sort of the calendar as we know it right now. And that leads into the rest of the offseason. Um, also on the offseason front, Danilo Gallinari is on Italy's official roster for the Olympics. And men's basketball starts on July 25th. So, going back to the offseason part, he's basically going to have no break between now and, the, and then after their run in the Olympics. Now, Gallo is the only player currently on the Hawks roster that is on a national team going to the Olympics. But he's also... Of pretty much everyone on the roster, he would be the one guy that you would want to have a longer offseason because Gallinari is an older guy, has some injury issue with uh, some injury history, and uh, might need the rest and recovery time. You know, you're not, not going to tell a guy that he can't play in the Olympics, but uh, Gallo playing until early August and then coming back, you know, six, seven weeks, maybe eight weeks later, is not ideal. Let's just say, and because it's I mean, he's one of the best players on the, on the Olympic team. So if if they make a run, it'll be because he's out there and playing well. So. That's a guy where they might take it easy on him early in the season because he is an older guy and you know he's still under contract for this season at full, at, at full value and then not guaranteed the following years. We'll get into that later on in the uh, offseason with, with, with regard to the salary cap and all that stuff. But Yalinari is the older statesman in some respects and uh, keep an eye on that as well. But obviously also Hawks, Hawks fans can watch him play in the Olympics, which is, gives them sort of a rooting interest and at least allows them to monitor what he is able to do in Tokyo. Uh, before we get to everything else, uh, Tony Ressler talk to the media on Tuesday. And I was not present for that. I want to say that out loud right now. I was not uh, not invited to that one, but it's okay. Um, so I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to crib from Chris Kirchner of the athletic here. So shouts to Chris. That is all linked in the athletic and I will not read the entire thing to you. Uh, but wrestler was asked about the impending salary cap and tax situation for the Hawks in the future and whether they can sort of afford to keep everyone. And this answer has really made the rounds even nationally on Twitter, etc. So I want to at least read part of that for you now and then give you some context here. He did say that at the top of the answer that, quote, our job is to run a good business, end quote, which is a nod to the financial bottom line. And he did say that they're trying to keep the best players, but he was honest in saying, and this is a direct quote now, I'm not sure we're going to be able to keep every single player that we want to keep, end quote. Now, that is a long-term answer. I saw some people nationally that didn't hear this or didn't really give the context that he might have been referring to John Collins in particular. Listen, it's possible that they they let Collins go. That's definitely possible. But I read this as being a, this is true long-term. And if you do the math on this, like, yes, for the sake of clarity, the Hawks could keep anyone that they have under contract if they have bird rights. So anyone they draft, all these guys they drafted in the first round, plus Capella, plus Gallinari, Bogdanovich, they could keep paying those guys as long as they want to, up to the max level. So they could run a salary that's through the roof, like the net salary is through the roof. There's ways to have a very expensive roster and keep everybody. With that said, the vast majority of teams are not able to do that if they draft as well as the Hawks have, by the way, which is a good problem. The Hawks have a bunch of young, talented players under contract. And there's a reason why most teams have to consolidate at some point, or or somebody has to go because the numbers get astronomical. But if you want to be Precise, the Hawks could keep everyone if Tony wanted to pay a lot of luxury tax. That's definitely worth saying out loud. More positively, he did say that they have several years and they, quote, should be able to build some real stabilities, end quote. He said he is scared of the tax if they're not a good team. That's important to note. The Hawks are a good team right now. They were Final Four team in the NBA this year. But this is a very common sentiment, and actually it was kind of refreshingly honest from Wrestler. But one of the big ownership fears in the league is having a tax team and also being bad. Um, not that the Hawks are going to be bad, but not be a title contender. If you're going to be paying the uh, paying the tax at a pretty high level, you need the, you need those playoff revenues and that kind of you know revenue machine to pay off a lot of that money. You know, if you're the Nets, um, you can afford some of this uh, because they're obviously going to be going into the tax. You know, they're going into the tax in a big way, or the Lakers or whatever, because you're having late playoff runs. So that's that's the fear. But he did say again, more optimistically, that. He understood they might be, not have to go into the tax to be great for a period of time. And if that happens, quote, so be it, end quote. So overall, I would say this is a very candid answer from Tony. You know, my general rule is to not just take everything at face value that executives or owners say. It's always worth a grain of salt on some level. He was pretty candid here and I think actually had some blowback nationally as a result of that. I think it just kind of goes without saying that at some point, the Hawks are going to either have to make a trade or someone won't work out or whatever. But you know, three years from now, there's almost no chance that the Hawks have kept every single guy on this team. I think people know that inherently, but when you read it like this, you might get a little bit confused or frustrated that he's kind of standing at the table for that already. It doesn't mean Collins is going to go. It doesn't mean they're going to trade player X. But when you do the math, and we'll get into this later on in the offseason, on a Trey Young extension or Kevin Herter extension or what Hunter and Reddish might get in a couple years and what Collins might make. And Capella and Bogdanovich and Gallinari are already making real real money. And uh, at least two of those guys have money beyond next season, big money beyond next season. It just, the money gets interesting. And until a guy, at least my general rule is until an owner pays the tax, Hawks are not, you know, across the league, I would just say uh, until they pay the tax you have to assume that they're going to be a little bit wary to do so, unless there's an absolutely slam dunk reason to do it. So, with regard to Colin specifically, Tony said, "quote He's a really good player, and maybe, maybe more importantly, a really good person." End quote. And he also said that the Hawks' job is to come to a fair agreement with John, and they don't want to give away the story. That's 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 me. That's me talking now. But, you know, standard quotes, basically. Like they're not going to just come out and say, you know, we'll, we'll pay you whatever you want, John. There's still a negotiation that has to happen here. But I did not read it as you know, warning lights about John Collins walking for nothing. I didn't read it that way. Is that a possibility? Sure. Like, there is definitely a possibility that a team comes out of the woodwork, whether it be, you know, the Spurs or the Hornets, or pick a team that has a bunch of cap space, um, and offers John the max and tries to punish the Hawks with a tough offer sheet, and maybe the Hawks balk at that. That's definitely a pot, a non-zero chance. I think still, as I've said a couple times, I think I would project the Hawks to keep Collins at some level. It'll be for a lot of money, I would assume, because John's a good player and he'll have a market of some sort. But this answer does not change that for me in any way. I think it's more of a future-facing concern because for next year in particular, the one that's coming up starting in October, the Hawks have no tax concerns for next year. It's the following year and beyond when Trey starts making $30-plus million 1000000 dollars and Herder might be making more money if you if you keep him on at a big extension number, and it's when that when it when you combine Trey making the max, maybe John making twenty plus million, with with Herder on a new contract, and you have Bogdanovich and Capella, and maybe Gallo still, that's when you get into the tax. But for next year, the tax itself for that that season alone is not a concern right now, unless something weird happens and they do some different. Um, procedures but uh, it's really it's a very very future facing concern and uh there's reason to talk about it I'll talk about it I'm sure as well but uh keep that all in mind it's not for next year it's really the following year when Trey is making big money so I'll have a whole show at some point on the offseason to talk about salary cap and roster stuff but the Hawks should be a decent way sorry could be a decent way into the tax as soon as the following year 22 that is noteworthy, but I'll lay that all out for you guys in podcast form at some point in time. But there you go on Tony and what he had to say this week. All right, before we get to the rest of the podcast, it were from our sponsors on, this, on today's show, and the first of which is Bilt Bar. Did you know that Bilt Bar has so many delicious flavors that there's something for absolutely everyone? When you talk to a Bilt Bar fan, they're always passionate about their favorites. But if you don't know the Bilt Bar flavors, well, you're absolutely missing out. They have coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, Strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, German chocolate, and available this week only from July 6th through 9th. Get the new Built Bar flavor, it's Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? Well, this is Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor without all of that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams of protein, and only 5 grams of sugar. My favorite flavor always changes, but this is one of my favorites. It's fantastic. If you haven't tried all of the flavors just yet, you can get a mixed box where you'll get to choose, where will get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are the Built Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're also very healthy. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories ranging from 130 to 180, only four or five grams of sugar, and only four or five grams of net carbs. Amazing flavors, all tasty and all healthy. If you order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry, whatever you like, Built Bar, is the place to do that, and it's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. If you go to BuiltBar.com right now, you get 15% off on your next order with the promo code LOCKED15. That's 15% off your next order if you use the promo code LOCKED15. Check it all out at BuiltBar.com. Today's podcast is also brought to you by the folks at BetOnline.ag. Bet online is the easiest and the fastest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is definitely here and in full swing. You can track all the action at BetOnline.ag. Plus, in addition to baseball, the NBA playoffs are here as you're listening to all the time on this podcast. And uh, beyond that, all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs. Of course, you have MLB and NBA, and you have NHL, UFC, MMA, golf, tennis, auto racing, horse racing, entertainment bets, all that you can think of. It's all there at BetOnline.ag. Before the next pitch or dribble, head on over to BetOnline on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information that you can find all in one place. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game and get in on the action. Head to the website now or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with BetOnline.ag. That's a 50% welcome bonus if you use the promo code locked on. The promo code, one more time, is locked on for a 50% welcome bonus with the site on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. All right, and one more thing before we get out of here. On this fine Wednesday evening, somebody sent this to me, so I'm going to not reference them because they asked me not to, but I was a Hawks fan that was frustrated, and I totally understand. Um, I won't say where it is, but there was a leading sportsbook that – put up NBA title odds for next season. That's a long way away. This is, doesn't take, honestly, this isn't very important right now because this is pre-draft, pre-free agency, pre-trades. The season's still going on, et cetera. But there were eight teams listed with better odds than the Hawks to win next year's title. And the, the question that I got, this is via the mailbag, basically was like, how is this possible when the Hawks made the Final Four? And uh, my answer is that, it, you know, I understand why you'd be frustrated with that. Because on one hand, the Hawks are getting more respect here than they often get in the market, even during the season, during the playoffs, I talked about BetOnline.ag, our, our sponsors on the podcast, you know, they had the Hawks higher than this during parts of the playoffs. Um, with that said, the eight teams ahead of the Hawks are the Nets at 3-1, the Lakers four fifty, Warriors, Bucks, Clippers, Jazz, Sixers, and the Suns. By the way, the Suns, who are currently the betting favorite to win this year's title and don't have any huge free unless Chris Paul decides to opt out and then leave, they are... Twenty to one, which is (laughs) pretty wild when you consider that they're again the betting favorites to win the title this year. At any rate, the Hawks are thirty to one in these odds. Now they have the same odds as Denver and Miami. Um, And if I told you, if I told a Hawks fan that uh, a year ago, that would have been like, oh, that's pretty, pretty solid. You know, having the same odds as Denver and Miami, given where you know Miami was in the was in the finals last year, Denver made a heck of a run as well at times, and they're pretty dangerous, all that stuff. But still. After making a run the, to the Eastern Conference Finals, being 30-1 to one is not exactly the biggest endorsement. So I would stress, this does not matter at all. Uh, this is, again, pre-draft, pre-free agency. But if I, you know, honestly, would I pick the Hawks to win the title next year? No, I wouldn't. But at 30-1, to one, you will bet that I will recommend the Hawks as a value play. Uh, that's just too high for what Atlanta has coming back and all of the talent and then the way that they made the run this year. So... Uh, It's still early. We'll talk about odds, and I always enjoy that. I think it's always pretty interesting and informative to see what the betting markets are doing. If you're new to the podcast, you may not know that about me just yet, but I do like to look at the stuff and have it um, sort of interpreted and um, inform some observations. With that said, uh, if you're mad about this, I totally get it. It's not a whole lot of respect, and uh, we'll get back into that at some point. But I wanted to at least bring it up because somebody asked me about it, and I told them I would bring it up on the podcast. Um, Last thing. On the show, I, I announced on Tuesday. I'm sure people probably saw it. We saw it, people probably, probably did on my Twitter feed at BT Roland um, that I am stepping down as the editor in chief slash managing editor, all that stuff at Peachtree Hoops. A lot of you probably found me there for the first time. Uh, I used to run a site called ATL All Day. I was at Story Down South before that, but I gained most of people noting who I am and maybe following my writing and then eventually the podcast from Peachtree Hoops and. I wrote my farewell there. I won't do the entire thing here. I want to thank Chris Willis for putting me in position there. Originally, Robbie Callan as well, Bo Cherney, Brett Legree, others, um, for helping me along the way, Seth Pollock, Espination, et cetera. Um, again, I, if you want to read more about that, I, please, the link is the link is available for you. But I'm saying that now to say two things. Number one, I encourage you to still read Peachtree Hoops. I think it's going to be great content still. Zach Code has been on this podcast many times. Is taking over. I recommended Zach. I think he's going to do a great job at Peachtree. He's very smart. He'll be on the podcast again very soon. And there's a ton of smart writers there. Glenn Willis, Graham Chapel, Wes Morton, Rashad Milligan, up and down the list. Um, great people there. Please read that site. I'm going to be reading it. I'll probably still pop in every once in a while in the comments. I'll be in Slack with those guys and all that stuff. Number two... The podcast is not going anywhere, which I made sure to say in my announcement. Um, and if you're listening to this, I hope you're, you're, you're probably a subscriber. You Maybe you saw it on Twitter, but I'll say this now. So there's no confusion again. The podcast continues. I am keeping the podcast. I, In some ways, and basically, I'm, I'm not sure if this is directly true, but almost chose the podcast over the website because I just didn't have time anymore to do everything that I was doing. I still have many jobs. It's a running bit that I know I do, but um, I really, really enjoy the podcast. And I, I wanted to keep it at whatever Cost I could so, here I am. The podcast is not going anywhere. Please subscribe to the show. I plan to do the same thing that I have always done on the show, which is give you you know four or five times a week during the season, and uh, I would say multiple times to, a week during the off season as well, up to five even even in the, even in the depths of the offseason Content on this feed, whether it be myself by myself or draft content and with people that I that, that I trust, or you know crossover podcasts with other hosts of Locked On Podcast Network or deep dives with Glenn Willis or whatever you want to talk about. I'm doing all of that stuff on the same feed. So please subscribe to the show. Check out Beastry Hoops. Zach's going to do a great job, but I wanted to clear up any confusion. I got some questions, even after I said it, some questions from, from me like, wait, where, where's the podcast? What happened to it? Long story short, the podcast rolls on, not going anywhere, same feed, all that stuff. So thank you for listening. And uh, yeah, my, my plan is to have a guest in the near future. I'm not sure when that podcast is going to drop, but the best best possible way to find the podcast is to subscribe be the platform of your choice, whether it be Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Odyssey app, wherever you like to, wherever you like to find podcasts. We should be there. If we're not, let me know that. Follow me at BT Roland on Twitter. Follow the show at Locked On Hawks on Twitter, and we'll see you all next time.